0: You're now listening to the Limerick Post News Roundup. I'm your host Keen Reinhardt and this is where we bring you the week's news in bite-sized portions. On the front page of this week's Limerick Post newspaper, the headline reads, Vulnerable children were kept in adult psych wards, written by Bernie English. Three children with mental health issues were kept in an adult psychiatric ward at University Hospital Limerick in the care of staff who had insufficient training. Inspectors with Mental Health Commission found children in unsanitary conditions at the Acute Psychiatric Unit 5B in UHL during an unannounced inspection between June 18 and 21. The children were also exposed to a danger of choking and had no access to an independent voice to speak for them. As the unit is an adult-approved centre, the inspectors noted that age-appropriate facilities and programme of activities appropriate to children were not provided. All of this story is available on page 1 of this week's Limerick Post newspaper and online at LimerickPost.ie. On page 4 of this week's Limerick Post newspaper, the headline reads Council Strategy to Bring New Life to the City Centre. Limerick City and County Council will appoint a City Centre Revitalisation Manager to help address the challenges facing the retail sector. It follows confirmation that the 180 euros Opera Centre development has received planning consent and development work will commence later this year as will redevelopment work on O'Connell Street. The new appointment is one aspect of a range of measures to trigger the revitalisation of the city centre and increase footfall in response to the growth of online retailing and out-of-town shopping. Priorities will include the delivery of the Opera Centre project, the upgrade of O'Connell Street and other streets, as well as the UL City Centre campus at the derelict Dunn Store site on Sarsfield Bridge. Read more on page 4. With coverage of the COVID-19 coronavirus on LimerickPost.ie, it has been confirmed that staff at the University Hospital Limerick have been asked to self-isolate if they were in contact with anyone who has tested positive for the coronavirus. The Emergency Department at University Hospital Limerick is operating as normal today, Friday March 6th. The University Hospital Limerick Emergency Department was put off call for a three-hour period on Wednesday night. In a statement issued to the press, A spokesperson said, we can confirm that the emergency department was put off call for a three-hour period on Wednesday night to facilitate a precautionary deep clean of affected areas. Adding, patients arriving by ambulance were diverted to Galway University hospitals during this interval in line with established national protocols. For more updates on the COVID-19 coronavirus in Limerick, you can visit LimerickPost.ie or follow the hashtag KeepingLimerickPosted across all social media channels. I'm now joined in studio by our arts editor, Rose Rush. Rose, how are you getting on?
1: uh i'm in good enough form i'm slightly bit stuffy keen slightly yeah. bit congested
0: i'm happy that there's about one and a half meters between us now at the moment me too.com yeah.
1: yeah. and you know what <laughs> all, all this paranoia floating in the air and but you you can't get a paranoia if you know it's out there and it could be coming for you kind of just makes you think
0: yeah Maybe i'm expecting then. to be hiding up an alleyway on my way home or something knows is gonna get me
1: it's more yeah. likely to jump from my microphone <laughs> to yours, skin. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be truthful. So, uh, so yeah, so less than the full shilling, but yeah. you always knew that, didn't you? Yeah,
0: sure. Look, a bit of rest tomorrow and you'll be all right, Rose. Mm. So, Rose, on the arts page this week, we have uh, On Getting Lost in Yonkers.
1: Yes. A wonderful Neil Simon play that won the Pulitzer Prize for Drama in 1991 is being staged... Torch players in Bell Table next week over five nights.
0: Now torch players have some decent actors with them, don't they? Oh, they always bring on a decent show. Stuff.
1: Yeah, they've said Dan
0: Money and
1: few uh, actors coming up on this one and they're pictured on page sixty-four. These are actors whom I find eternally rewarding to look at. And I mean when I say look at, just yeah. watch their act, watch their ensemble their playing, watch yeah. their solo turns. They're just there are three standouts in this for me. Left, Joanne O'Brien, Bella. Uh, moving second, right, you're looking at Peter Hayes, who's actually a busy GP and a father of three. Remarkable actor, he does some directing as well. And then Dan Mooney, one of our favorites. Dan is an award winning novelist, he's an air traffic controller, he's a rugby pundit.
0: He does it all.
1: Dan does it all, including exhaustion and being a good guy in the neighbourhood. So there are three alone. Um, somebody I have huge regard for. I know him forever. Marisa Sullivan, retired teacher who has invested more than forty years in torchy and pl- torch players, and in coaching and teaching drama and direction around the city on an informal volunteer basis. That is very, very good quality. Brilliant. Big shout out for that gorgeous photograph taken by Stuart Mackey. It opens in Bell Table on Tuesday the 5th. And reader, you're hearing it here first if you didn't know it already. Torch players have an extraordinary following and sell extremely well.
0: And uh, what can people expect from this show, Rose?
1: Um, it's a thoughtful show. Morris was, was serious when he spoke to me. Come came in and just chatted to Art's page about it. He points out the big autobiographical element is in this uh Neil Simon, sorry, guys, I am a little bit choked Neil Simon uh grew up in a stormy, fractious household uh his parents fought relentlessly. His father came and went. Reconciled often. I there was a problem with drinks. So it was a truly chaotic childhood that did a great deal to rob him of his confidence. Um, schools were changed as often as jobs as often as habitats. Money was always scarce. He was very shy. He'd a stutter. And he said then I thought this was really, really I did a lot of reading up around the show, Lost in Yonkers. And the I'll skip what he said in another interview. You can read it on the page. But apparently, Lost in Yonkers, two boys have to be formed out to relatives who don't want them, because their father, who's widowed, has to go on the road and earn money before he can collect them again and reconcile them under one roof. And it, it's that story—the story of nine months set in the middle of World War II, in which—and uh, the family is Jewish. This is sort of another stigmatizing, marginalizing event to them. With all the um, there were Jewish family who escaped from Germany before the war. Uh, I'm sure they have accents as thick as butter, and attitude that's, you know, so defensive and dramatized. All of them have been damaged by the war years. All of them have been damaged by the ferocious grandmother who's played front of house here by Breed Hartnett. So it's, uh, I have to say, it's a sort of drama I'd dive into. Uh, a while fairly away. heavy topic as
0: well, it sounds like, Rose.
1: Looking forward to going to it and reviewing yes. it.
0: And then uh, moving on to some dance from the... From the stage of theatre to the stage of dance, I suppose. More heavy topic.
1: Okay, another heavy topic. This is grief, uh, bereavement, uh, dance artist, Deirdre Griffin. Lost her mother some time back. And we're told that this show, the memories of their life together, the everyday reminders, the surreal experience of watching her mother's body become something other than her own, the sensation of detachment following a mother's death and a series of dreams that chart the process of her grief, these all become elements that inform a contemporary dance show called Soup. It's going to stage on Thursday, March 12th at 7.30 in Dance Limerick and John Square. You can read up more about it on daneslimerick.ie and uh, page the, 64 page spaces, 64 sound mm. design by gray cox i think has a big impact on this as does the theatrical staging with costume by thread mm. stories the costume looks
0: great there in the photo on page
1: 64. many many yeah. other top quality picks come in with this i chose that one because we're a family newspaper we're we're put under people's doorways yeah. uh everybody in the house including small children older children can open the paper. Uh, the yeah, photographs I chose. Names, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, look, I've, I've no regret in the word. I, I've done it before and so much of nudity on the page when it's appropriate. The pics I didn't show were the dancer clad in latex with a gimp mask and contorted in various positions. I've yet to see the show. I can't place it in context, yeah. but I thought this photograph by Craig Cox was mm. beautiful.
0: Sounds like an interesting show as well and one worth checking out. And, uh, Rose, Rosie, don't lose the number. Some Steely Dan news. Uh, <laughs> Ricky, don't lose that number.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I was very lucky and I made my Debs. This gorgeous man showed up at the door with an orchid and a double album Groucho. Lovely. He loves Steely Dan yeah. and he wanted to introduce that absolutely, you know, the hundreds of hours of listening pleasure.
0: Well, you haven't listened back since.
1: Well, I haven't had the pleasure of being to look back at that gentleman. He's (laughs) long since married happily and (laughs) settled with children. Jim Coonerty, I'll always revere you for the very nice things you did to a shy shy 17, 18 year old at the time, and thank you. I had a wonderful dubs.
0: It's good to hear, Rose.
1: And yes, <laughs> the introduction to Steely Dan was just, oh, how, how cool was that? <laughs> so two members of Steely Dan are coming to Dolan's Warehouse on Thursday, March 12th. This is a gig long flagged by their hosts, Limerick Jazz Society. The band mem- I then, I beg your pardon, listener, I told you I was congested. The band members' names are Jim Beard pianist and John Harrington. Guitarist, these men are at the acme of their game when it comes to performance power as well as musicianship, they're both composers. They are touring with their album called um, Chunks and Chernobs and uh, it's coming to Dolan's Warehouse on Thursday. Next one to look out for John Daly of Limerick Jazz is very excited about this.
0: Brilliant yeah that should be an interesting one and one worth scene for any mm. Steely Dan fan I'd imagine
1: mm, yeah, yeah. now I do stress this is original composition yeah. it's new music it's their own but it's has uh, to be epic Yeah, has yeah.
0: got to be epic it's got to be epic and uh, Rose you've been out and about for the last couple of weeks yes I have shows. I've yeah.
1: seen some very 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 good quality shows recently Hansel and Gretel uh, three-part collaboration between Abbey oh. Theatre, co-producer and it was premiered there, sold very well tickets at over 90% sales wow. uh, the artistic director of the Irish National Opera, Fergus Shields, told me I met him in Lime Tree Theatre, very very pleased with the big house he got on a cross night with Storm, what was her last Storm?
0: Um, Daniel Jorge.
1: Jorge, thank you <laughs> yes, 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 you have the pronunciation uh, done with uh, Theatre Lovett and um, brought into the contemporary world of children, not so much abused in the overt way, but uh, neglected by slothful, lazy, overeating parents who send them off to forage. Yeah, uh, They check into the Forest Edge Hotel. They meet predators in the Haunted Woods Bar. Uh, lured away by the promise of good meal and a fridge full of candy by the cross witch, gorgeous turn Uh, the witch's name is Rosina Lixbitl and uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stuff with a fantastic six or seven piece on stage uh, led by uh, Richard Pearson of English National Opera. And again, the um, lovely candelabra lighting and silly hats and the musicians who who really occupy as much headspace for you when you're looking at the stage as the the wonderful stage and setting by Theatre Love. So is
0: this a contemporary Opera on Hansel and Gretel, or is it still
1: no? Very much the music and scoring and uh, language. It, it's sung in English yeah. by uh, created by the composer Ingelbert Humperdinck, Austrian. Yeah. Uh, so it's true to his score, but visually it's made more arresting by being in our era. Okay, yeah, that's
0: uh, very interesting. That yeah, brilliant. gorgeous, yeah.
1: Yeah, immensely enjoyable, yeah. and really beautiful, beautiful, beautiful music. And I believe Very you have a,
0: a second review for us now as well, Ros?
1: Oh, I do indeed, yeah. States of Exception, uh, another contemporary dance show. This stage There's a lot of dance
0: happening lately, isn't there? Yeah, and yeah.
1: various venues, dance, Slemric yeah. and Lime Tree as well, are really able to put on a good really? show. Bigger venue, obviously, yeah. and because it's a proscenium Theatre, Um, Dance Limerick functions as a studio and uh, resource hub as well for dance throughout the Midwest links a lot with Dance Ireland. We're very lucky there is only Dance Ireland and Dance Limerick. Other cities and other regions don't have that. We do that that funded center uh, for bigger acts who pull in probably a bigger audience. Although this was very much agreed to Jill Fenton of the Lime Tree later, we were chatting the next day online about it. Oh, what did you think? What did you think? What did you think? We confer a lot. Uh, we made the point that those attending this were very much, it was a show preaching to the converted. Those of us who firmly believe drastic revolutionary action needs to be taken with direct provision centres. Yeah. The apartheid of people here seeking asylum reduced, numbed emotionally, mentally, physically reduced and wrecked by enforced passivity and poverty and uh, boarded out um, all faiths, all creeds together in communal big sites, dormitories on the, on the edge of town. A uh, very very small stipend per week to live on. You your bus fare comes out of that. Your any phone credit you have to yeah. keep you sane so you can, you know, be in touch with anybody who's still belonging to you back in Somalia or the you know the Congo Republic, um, Syria, and uh, one very very moving element to this, it, four performers on stage, one at least I'd seen before, do terrific work in dance, Limerick, a Palestinian dancer, four professional dancers on stage, uh, three musicians and a wonderful singer who engaged in sort of chant and vocal as opposed to song. Very powerful elements to this and to the movement. Catherine Young was the choreographer, the entire concept of hers. But at the beginning, um, real asylum seekers. Uh, file on stage walk get up rise right from the audience walk with their backs to us uh climb on stage stand at the back themselves and there is a voiceover it's one person's story he has come from uh, a Kurdish country I think and uh, it's his story over about 10 years seeking refuge and asylum and uh, how how it eviscerates the soul, the mind, and that people in countries don't want to know you. Yeah, very powerful stuff. Yeah, it spoke English beautifully. Yeah. And what struck me again, because the asylum seekers filed off and the performance began, at the end they filed back on again, numbers of them, and then workers and volunteers who engaged with them. And it was deeply moving. You look at this, the, the beauty of these individual persons, where they're from, the countries they're from, you look at their the potential they have to be a community member, to be a lover, to be a family person, to be your colleague, to be educated, to function in our society, which is so sorely in need of being propped up by Labour from other mm-hmm. countries. And we don't allow that process or there's very limited access to working opportunities and education opportunities. Uh, whilst they stay in this limbo that can extend for 10 years or longer and yet you can still be deported at the end. Uh, Keenan, I want to hear your insight and comment on direct provision centres. Tell me something. Uh,
0: Very similar to yours, Rose, but I know a lot of strides have been made in the last couple of years anyway. Tell me about those. So you have your right to work movement and stuff. I've interviewed people when I first started with the Limerick Post about their professions back in their home country before they moved here lot of them had really good jobs really high education moved to ireland
1: uh crawl inch fly well, uh, smuggled uh, to Ireland.
0: one man i spoke to he um he worked with an ngo in africa mm. uh, i think it was south africa he was from flew to uh, dublin for an expo and his mum phoned him to say he shouldn't come home because of the dangers around his village mm. so he gave up that job mm. and had to seek asylum here in ireland i think he's since been granted it but he gave up a job that he loved doing he had a life that he loves and he had mm-hmm. to give it up out of safety and people don't realize that they are running yeah. from something you know and uh, to meet people who have these highly qualified people mm-hmm. who had a profession that they wanted to pursue and couldn't pursue it was uh, fairly saddening you know
1: well, Keen, one thing we will agree on, every every such life has value, yeah. whatever their spectrum, or wherever they lie in the spectrum of qualification yeah. or ability, every That's every true. every life. Uh, you were telling me that um, education opportunities are stymied with respect to the fact that third-level subvention is not allowed. But yet, LCETB, our Limerick and Clare Education Trading Board, they do extensive work with uh, asylum workers secret, don't they?
0: Yeah, and as well, you have uh, the... Uh, projects in university of limerick who are now giving out scholarships to asylum seekers to pursue their third level education which is amazing you know which is great
1: yeah so yeah you're right there there's is still a lot of work to be, be done
0: but there has been some done already you know yeah. but back, still a lot of work to be done
1: oh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah anyway back to that show um states of exception I i found it truly moving yeah Brilliant, very eloquent, and uh, words and language were a very very small part of the storytelling.
0: Excellent. And will but these I reviews be available online? Rose? No, 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 Just no. Get them no. here, and then you yeah,
1: have. Them. I bend your ear cane, and yeah. that's where they said. I, uh, I, I, I know. I did some on Twitter subsequent answer yeah. Gretel, but that was a Saturday night. You come back into work Monday, the show was gone. Yeah, the show was gone from Limbrick. There's no point. I, it's, it's different with respect to the five day run at Torch Players. Yeah. If I take the time to sit down and write a review and bring what I can to it however little that is Uh, if it goes online there's potentially a readership there
0: so uh, for all this week's arts news you can pick up Limerick Post newspaper page 64 this week Rose and online at limerickpost.e
1: yeah and keep an eye on Twitter and Facebook as well Twitter is at RoseRush.e and thank you there is a readership out there I looked back over the last 28 days and I had over 42,000 clicks or something Brilliant. and I don't recall breaking news yeah, uh, but they're it just tells you what the worldwide Irish diaspora and other countries Are uh, interested in. they're interested yeah. in Limerick and uh, the content that we that we offer people brilliant
0: Rose, thanks very much for joining us and have a nice weekend I hope you feel a bit better soon
1: I'll stop talking to my dose any minute now
0: <laughs> act is over I'm now joined in the studio by host of Limerick Post Show, Megan Scully. Megan, how are you today? I'm,
2: I'm very well, thank you. Thankfully, this is audio and not visual because, as you can see, I'm wearing um, quite an unusual style right now.
0: Quite an unusual ensemble.
2: Yes, I have a, <laughs> a lovely dress on, um, but I have my winter coat wrapped around my waist because <clears throat> my dress split yeah, in work. A
0: wardrobe malfunction.
2: Yes, and I didn't want to be going around the office with my... Back. bare and backside out yeah, so yeah. I'm wearing this to cover that up because it's too hot to actually wear the coat and <laughs> um, because as you see it's a very thick winter coat so apologies to those who are listening in with uh, all sorts of visuals right yeah. now at but least the heating is working in here yeah it's a good yeah. idea now my back is getting a bit cold but you're, I, it's the best <laughs> way to cover up my dignity right now
0: so uh, you were at a international women's day event today weren't
2: you yes so um sunday i believe is the actual date for international women's day but a lot of places around limerick are hosting and around ireland and the world i've been hosting various events so my first event was today in house which is like my second home and um, i was the mc and uh, we had four incredible speakers lee guth um we had rosie foley eve mcnamara and uh, jean tierney and four very different ladies with four di- very different stories but like really incredible empowering and powerful so Thoroughly enjoyed myself and thankfully my dress split after the event, <laughs> not during. Um, but I have to say it was really great, loads of women there um, to celebrate. It and must be
0: nice for someone like yourself who is a uh, fairly active Women we'll say are very, you're busy the whole I mean, time I but, but who I seeing professional women up on stage and talking about their own lives and seeing
2: yeah it was really women. cool and i think always for those events it's nice to hear people's stories but then for the audience i think everyone always yeah. comes away with something so very it's motivational lovely. i'd say yeah it was really nice to do it on lunchtime at friday i think that's a great time to do things because people are kind of everyone's on the wind down for the yeah. weekend like everyone's ready for the weekend and it's just nice to kind of break up i think to be honest i'd say on fridays does anyone do any work? Really? I do.
0: I don't know about you. I do. I mean, obviously, I do. But <laughs> I'm just speaking about <laughs> other people here.
2: <laughs>
0: so, uh, what's coming up in the show this week, Megan?
2: Well, as you can imagine, another jam-packed week. Um, musician Robert Dawson was in for chat. He has his EP launched tonight. Um, so he's telling us all about his music career. He's only 18 years of age and still in school. So um, great for him. Joan, um, as well, to be launching music at this age. World Book Day was celebrated on Thursday, the 5th of March. So we went along to JFK National School and we chatted to um, some of the teachers and saw some really incredible outfits there, I have to say. The yeah, but Harry why Potters. didn't you
0: dress up as Harry Potter? You're a Harry Potter fan. I am. I should
2: have been Hermione, like you've seen my hair some days. (laughs) I definitely could have been Hermione. Um, And let me see, what else do we have on? Oh yes, you went along to the LEO Enterprise Business Awards and the Catalyst Film Festival. So another huge week of events in Limerick.
0: And the Catalyst Film Festival kind of ties in with uh, International Women's Day because they're talking about the diversification in Film production. Yeah, it's incredible.
2: In. Like I think especially now we, we've seen with Troy Studios coming to Limerick and see more and more people. I suppose even when it comes to like Hollywood and Oscars now, mm-hmm. more women are getting recognised for director and producer roles, which wasn't as, I suppose, traditional back in the day. But now it's becoming, a uh, diversity is definitely becoming a thing there. And I
0: think things like the Me Too movement have probably highlighted yeah. that as well, haven't they?
2: Absolutely. Uh, and actually the theme this year for International Women's Day is equality. Yeah. So there you go. It's all tying in together.
0: Exactly. So uh, Megan, the Limerick Post show, where can people find that?
2: You can find it at limmerpost.ie forward slash show and also keep up to date with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. I mean, we're everywhere and uh, we share the videos across all those platforms. The only place we
0: aren't is TikTok.
2: I know, we got asked about that today. (laughs) boss goes TikTok and you were like, I don't have TikTok. And he looked at me and I was like, I don't have TikTok. See, I already have too much Snapchat, and I Actually, I only set up a new Snapchat again recently and I actually am going to delete it again. I don't
0: think there's a time where we don't have our phone in our hand checking social media for work.
2: Yeah, I know. And right. I it's kind of really hard when you're trying to... You're, I feel like we look like we're always really rude. Yeah. Well, we um, are. Ah, uh, I mean, speak <laughs> yourself. I'm, no, I'm not rude at all. I'm very friendly. But I have my phone a lot, which is a problem. But I'm actually... Yeah. I find now I'm having to, like, switch... I'm actually having, like give my so I have people smokers take smoker breaks yeah I feel like I, I'm, I have to take phone breaks now I'm like oh away can't from your phone? phone
0: or using your phone
2: both like <laughs> time away from entire, time for personal use and then time for no yeah, use yeah, yeah. the weekends are I'm starting to get better it is hard it to get
0: a balance though isn't it yeah
2: you just glued to some aren't we? like what would we do without our phones yeah. we might actually talk to each other
0: we could do uh, Megan thanks very much for joining us and have a good weekend
2: Thank you. I'm going to have to go home now and try to figure a way to get out of this burst <laughs> dress because it's actually how do, jammed. How do you sneak home?
0: That's the thing. I know oh, I you have your jacket. You're looking your my jacket. Big.
2: Home is fine. It's getting out of the dress because it's yeah. stuck. So um, I won't ask you to get my dress off me. I'm going to text one of the girls and see when she's finished work <laughs> if she can get me out of my dress.
0: <laughs> so that's it for this week's Limerick Post News Roundup. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt. I'd like to thank Megan Scully from the Limerick Post Show for joining me. Thank you. And Rose Rush, our arts editor, for joining me this week. For more news, arts, entertainment and much much more visit LimerickPost.ie or follow the hashtag Keeping Limerick Posted across all social media channels. We really are Keeping Limerick Posted.